I'm going to bring up this article here about how atheists deal with death. Grieving without God. How atheists deal with death. Relying on a supernatural deity to have a plan, the promise of an afterlife, and perhaps even reuniting with deceased loved ones can be comforting for believers. But atheists need to find other ways to cope. As part of an unabashedly Catholic family, I was shaped and molded for life of guilt from a young age. My Colombian grandmother, who was taught by nuns, lived by reminding us to give thanks to Jesus and avoid all sin. Just to play it safe, she often our fathered herself to sleep. It seemed everything ordinary deserved gratitude, and whatever I desired required penance. In Miami, I often went to St. Richard Catholic School on Sundays, but I never prayed, only wished for things. Without question, I received my first communion, then confirmation. By paper action and words, I identified as a believer. But beginning high school, I never verbally doubted God, only my devotion to him. I started refusing to attend mass, except on holidays or grandma's birthday when it felt mean to argue. For my church's Easter sunrise, my brother and I, as youth leaders, were tasked with leading the resurrection of Christ at 5 a.m. He is risen, my brothers chanted, welcoming guests. Meanwhile, hungover, I embraced a nap in the car, considered it enough that I'd showed up. Folks preached blind faith like an act as simple as taking a daily supplement, but the belief failed to manifest when it came to applying it. One day, browsing Facebook, I noticed an unusual amount of students posting single heart emojis on my best friend Sam's profile. When I called her, her aunt answered on the verge of tears just from hearing me question where my friend was. I immediately hung up before she could verbalize what I refused to let become real. And just like that, my closest friend became the first person I knew to cease to exist. Before that, the concept of death like God, I understood but did not know. My mother came to comfort me that night by assuring me it was supposed to happen. It's what God wanted, she said, on the lines of how people usually comfort those who are grieving. It's kind of like they're in a better place or God has a plan. But the notion infuriated me in ways I couldn't explain, so I simplified it with a fuck you. That was the first and last time my mother has ever slapped me, ironically providing me more relief than any hollow sentiment. During Sam's funeral, I heard other close friends remember her in the same universal platitudes that scriptwriters mourn fictitious characters on television. Infectious laugh, they said. Nice to, nice to everybody, always smiling, always happy, they insisted, even if it didn't reflect the moody, opinionated girl I knew who occasionally snorted after a heavy chuckle. Even when her boyfriend of only a few weeks described her sneaking out of the house at 5 a.m., it wasn't to smoke weed, but to watch the sunrise. They suffocated Sam's memory with ideologies as if that would give her limited 15 years more purpose. These selfish bastards all agreed heaven gained one more angel to watch over them. But I abruptly stopped feeling sorry for myself when I witnessed her mom desperately try to jump inside the grave, begging to get her daughter out. Please, Sam can't breathe in there, she said, collapsing to the floor as family restrained her. As proprietary as grief feels, it, it's humanity's burden to share. How could I move on knowing the truth? Sam wasn't in a better place. She was dead. This loss cemented what I instinctively believed all along, what all religions appeared to share in common. They're practically man-made. That's why I don't like funerals. I don't think anybody likes funerals, but 
they they make me really uncomfortable. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that makes me uncomfortable for for stuff like that. People saying, you know, how they were in their time on earth or that they're in a better place. It's just so, even when I was a Christian, it was always weird to me to say that people are in a better place. But I think that's just people's way of coping, you know? Um, And that reminded me of a movie that I've watched that I, I don't know if you guys have seen called The Invention of Lying. Let me know if you've seen that movie before. The Invention of Lying is a movie with, with Ricky Gervais and he his mother is dying. So he lives in a world where nobody can lie at all. Nobody's ever told a lie. It's impossible. Um, but his mother is dying and Ricky deci- discovers that he can actually tell lies. He's the first human who can tell lies. And she's his mom's dying and she's scared of death and she you know doesn't want to face death. She's terrified and he makes up the lie that you know she's going to a better place and he basically makes up the afterlife and then he becomes this big celebrity. Anyway, I hate to spoil it for the, if you haven't seen the movie. It's still worth watching. A very good movie, but that's what it makes me think of, you know, that people just want in their minds there to be something else for there to be something after this, something better. And I think that God is a crutch for people. It probably does make it harder for atheists to deal with death um, because we don't have that, you know, God looking out for us. Keep reading the rest of the article for here for a second. Maybe I'm an emotional masochist, but it didn't feel right turning Sam into an angel for personal comfort. If you love someone, Shouldn't losing them internally tear you apart? These empty phrases from outsiders seem to silence grief rather than support it, which is exactly what we were just saying. When it came to my faith, Sam's passing acted almost like catching your like catching your parents placing presents under the Christmas tree. It revealed not only the absence of God's involvement, but the lack, but my lack of faith in him. As every condolence further pushed this narrative, inherently diminishing the gravity of what felt like my world ending. I stopped preaching blind faith in youth group, youth group meetings, encouraging peers that it's okay to read the Bible and come to their own conclusions. 11 years later, grief has collectively united the world during a pandemic. I considered myself spared because no one I loved was gone. When a friend I've known since adolescence confided she lost her father, I asked the most rhetorical question to exist in loss. Are you okay? Coincidentally, non-COVID related, it saddened her more than it had more that it happened so randomly one day he walked outside suffered a heart attack i'm so sorry to hear that i said wanting to throw myself in front of traffic with every mediocre word with god out of the equation what else was there to say i'm here if you need anything i followed overwhelmed by the cliche hypocrisy pumping through my veins i'm gonna stop reading the article now but yeah it it does make it tougher in some ways for to give those comforting words if you're an atheist, if you don't believe, because so many people, that's like their go-to, you know, they're in a better place or I'm praying for you or God, this and that God's going to take care of it. God had a plan and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't believe it, it's harder, it makes me think of, I had an ex-girlfriend who her dog passed away and it was one of those things like I wasn't really sure what to say. I was just, you know, sorry for your loss kind of thing. And she seemed to 
kind of be upset at the fact that I didn't rehearse the whole your dog's in a better place kind of thing like that I didn't I wasn't more addressing the afterlife and stuff which was really weird to me but sometimes it's like what do you say like every every funeral every wedding is just so soaked in religion soaked in god this and god that that was actually one of the kind of breaking points or where I knew that my relationship before wasn't going to work out when I was dating the uh, religious girl, because we went to a wedding and it was like, God was every other word that ever, anyone uttered there, you know, during the, during the ceremony, during the reception, it was God, everything. And it's like, damn. And that's, that's, that's the truth for weddings or funerals. Today's quote comes from Ricky Gervais. I'm a militant fundamentalist atheist i'm going to get on a crowded train unbutton my coat and say rational things people will be hurt ricky dropped some bombs if you ever seen uh have you ever seen the interview with him on stephen colbert definitely look that up if you haven't just look up on youtube ricky gervais stephen colbert religion it's a good one for sure so remember You don't need a God to be good. See you next week.